Mike Demerges here with Rob Carpenter for the game. Green Report and Rob, a 32-34 win over the Indianapolis Colts at MetLife Stadium. And don't look now, the Jets now have won two in a row and are 3-3 three and three in the AFC East. Yeah, it's actually uh, shaping up to be pretty good. You know, uh, yesterday was a game where all three phases actually were working pretty good. Um, and we actually might have a... Uh, Another uh, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, well, you know, with the Jets, with, uh, with Myers making all seven of his field goals and, and all of his extra points. Um, it's a lot of points for, for a young team to be putting up. And um, I think right now uh, Jeremy Bates is actually getting a really good feel for the, uh, for the offense and for the players that are around Sam Donald and kind of seeing uh, different, different, you know, uh, scripts in the way that the, the, he's calling the plays. Um, the touchdown from, from Donald to Herndon yesterday was perfect. Uh, Perfect call, uh, perfect spot in the, in the game where you just knew the Colts were actually going to bite up on the screen. They had run the screens or wide receiver screens a, a few times in the game. You know, you see him biting, and then you, it, it's an automatic thing. You see two tight ends lined up outside <laughs> where they automatically think it's going to be a, uh, another wide receiver screen. And lo and behold, you use the speed that those guys have on the outside at tight end, which is good for, for Donald. I, I like the way that they were mixing in the tight ends early in the game. And then you shuffle in the running game, which is – not totally been consistent all year, but I think he's sticking with the run just to <clears throat> keep defenses uh, a little off balance, just to show that they will not just abandon the, the running game uh, totally, unless the game is just totally out of hand. But, um, you know, you keep, you keep a, a young quarterback in tune with the game, with tight ends and a running game, and, uh, you know, I can't complain about the defense. It seems like the last few weeks, uh, unfortunately, Casey Rogers has been, been sick and hasn't been able to, you know, uh, be with the team and, and fulfill his uh, defensive coordinator duties, but Todd Bowles has taken over the reins, and it just seems like the defense is, uh, uh, you know, the pep in their step is just, just up a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, three turnovers, a fumble recovery for the defense, uh, but let's uh, talk about the offensive line a little bit. You know, on the ground, they didn't dominate like they did last week. Powell, 59 yards and 16 carries. Coel, uh 13 carries, 40 yards, but to me, most impressive watching the game that the pocket was so clean about Darnold. At times, there didn't even seem like there was a, po- a pocket, Rob. It was almost like a, a flat line that the Colts couldn't even penetrate the Jets' offensive line, that they kept them clean. Darnold, 24-30, two touchdowns and one INT. For me, uh, I think this was his most efficient game, and that's probably why. Uh, um, like I said, when, when Bates doesn't just totally abandon the running game, um, the offensive linemen actually you know, respond. To that uh, offensive linemen, you know, they don't want to get pounded on all game where they where the quarterback is just dropping back, you know, 40 times and you're letting the defensive line just just tee off on them. They like to actually be the aggressors as well. So when you stick to the running game and you give them opportunities, you know, it, it, it actually helps in the passing game. Um, and you're correct. Uh, I really don't think I saw Donald get pressured maybe once once or twice yesterday. He escaped the pocket. Uh, just once or twice yesterday, he just threw the ball away. But um, other than that, yeah, he had a clean pocket and I think, you know, from the preseason, the offensive line didn't really get a chance to play totally together until week one. Um, and on any team, the offensive line is actually the, the part of the, the game that takes the longest to gel. So I, I think those guys are getting in, into a rhythm right now, and hopefully, you know, it continues, and those guys can stay healthy and it continues the rest of the season. Because it's going to help Sam out. It's going to help the defense out. Um, and you'll see, it'll, it'll turn into a few more wins during, during the season. What I like about this team, uh, Rob, is that all the players are really involved. Jermaine Kirst, nine receptions for 94 yards. 
Uh, you know, you have Robbie Anderson, you got the tight end, you got the running backs. Quincy Inunua is going to have an MR on his ankle, so we'll see how that turns out. I don't know if you have any more information on that. But, you know, everybody's involved in the offense. It's not a one-dimensional kind of offense is, is something I like. And you as a former player, it's always good when you have everybody in the game, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, when the defense can't focus on one particular person, um, it's always a good thing. That's actually why I liked uh, what McCagney was doing during the offseason. He brought in a lot of uh, a, a lot of talent at a lot of different positions on offense um, just to make the competition that much greater. So when you did get to the season, you had the, the cream of the crop of the guys who were actually out there playing, and you don't really have too much of a drop-off um, when other guys are in the game. Um, and the one thing I do like as the game is going on, there's a lot of shuffling and out of players, uh, which means that the coaches have a lot of uh, confidence in every player that's going in the game. So when you have four tight ends that are playing and you have six wide receivers that are playing and they don't have no problem, you know, shuffling in Crowell and, and, and Powell, um, there's no drop off. And it seems like uh, at this point, Sam is really comfortable with whoever's on the field. Uh, you know, he's, he's not shying away from, from, targeting anybody on the field at this time so you know that's a that that's a real good thing and uh it bodes well for the for the for the future of the team because the team is actually really young so um it just it's just bright uh, I, I like the direction the team is going um at this point honestly i wouldn't have thought that they would be three and three with with donald as the as the quarterback being a rookie but <clears throat> um you know he's he's progressed really quickly and it's a, it's a it's a pretty good sight to see i was shipping bowls out of town man a couple of weeks ago so <laughs> you're not the only one and look the team's playing better one area of concern though uh praising the field goals of, of jason Myers, seven field goals on the afternoon the jets are one of six in the red zone uh that's got to be a little area of concern because in some of their losses they could have really cut down um you know cut down the deficit in some of their losses but they couldn't get in the end zone at all so they, they, i think they've got to find a better way of getting in the end zone and I think that's probably one of the things that they'll be working on the next few weeks uh, a lot in practice. Um, they know it. Uh, when you get into the red zone, scoring touchdowns uh, is is pertinent. Um, kicking field goals usually you know leads to, to losses. Uh, scoring touchdowns leads to wins. Um, you really want to be proficient in the red zone. And I, I I also do think at this point, you know, that's just one of the growing pains that you, you have with a rookie quarterback. Um, you know, it's just something that he's got to learn. You know, the reads come a lot quicker. Um, and just don't make those mistakes. And, and, and the one thing I do like that I see, he's not making a mistake, the big mistake in the red zone. So, um, you know, they get down there, they might not be able to score, but he's not taking the, the, the chance for the actual points off the board. So that's a good thing. Just got to, you know, square some things away, get the reads down, done real quick, and, uh, and you know, score touchdowns. <clears throat> the running game helps a lot in the red zone. And the one thing I do see is that when they do get into the red zone, Jeremy Bates just doesn't, you know, air it out down there. He is sticking to the running game uh, uh, to the detriment a little bit. You know, sometimes uh, you have an opportunity where you, you think that, uh, you know, short field uh, <laughs> inside the 10, spread them out and just let Sam pick somebody out uh, because there's enough playmakers out on the field. But trying to force the run sometimes is a detriment. But, you know, uh, honestly, uh, it's just going to help Sam out uh, uh, in the long run. And the red zone, the teams are really successful in the red zone. Look, they've got a tight end that can make playmakers. I mean, back in your day, uh, for a bit, you had Johnny Mitchell. Before that, it was Mickey Shula. Uh, you you got to have a tight end, a playmaking tight end to be successful in the red zone. You, I mean, talk about how that just gives opens things up for your wide receivers and, and your backs underneath to have a guy that can make plays uh, when, once you're in the red zone there. 
It does, uh, because it opens up the middle of the field. When you have a big tight end who actually can, can make plays, the middle of the field is always in, in play. Um, and that's what you actually need when you're down in the red zone. Uh, the, the field is short. Throwing to the outside <clears throat> doesn't always uh, uh, help a team out. But when you have somebody that can make plays in the middle of the field uh, because the shows are, are, are shorter, and uh, safeties, linebackers are usually right there in the middle of the field. But if you have a big guy or someone who's, who's physical enough uh, to, to make those plays in the middle of the field, it, it always helps, whether it's a tight end, a big wide receiver, or what have you. But it seems like the, the, the Jets have the tight ends coming along now. Um, Herndon is healthy. Sterling is back. Tomlinson is always an option. Um, so, uh, you know, they, you have those guys there, and, and hopefully they continue to – base can continue to make, uh, draw up these plays, and they, and they start uh, converting some of these uh, chances into touchdowns. And one last uh, question here for Rob Carpenter in the Gang Green Report coming up next. A home game against Minnesota, then it's off to Chicago, Miami, then back for Buffalo, and they got the bye. So four big games coming up here, but, I mean, I know Miami with with a big upset win over, over the Bears yesterday. Uh, it seems to be that the Jets and, and Dolphins continually, you know, one, one and one each year, that you take this game, I'll take that game kind of thing. So if they could steal one from Minnesota, they're looking pretty good to be at least 5-5 five and five after 10 games. And to be honest with you, that's all anybody could really ask with, with a young quarterback like this. Honestly, that would actually be awesome. Um, I don't think anybody would have thought in their wildest dreams that if the team actually ends up 5-5 five and five after 10 games, that's where they would be sitting with Sam Donald as quarterback in his rookie year. Um, you would basically have to say the Jets have overachieved at, up to that point. Um, uh, in the season, uh, with him starting from from day one, and, you know you don't have too many rookie quarterbacks that are uh, in this day and age that start from from day one and end up you know 500 uh, at that point in the season. But <clears throat> you're correct. Um, you know this this little stretch right here will will say a lot, and hopefully, you know the progression that the team is making. It's not just offensively. The the progression the team is making uh, defensively over the last couple of weeks. I think uh, the defense is, has kind of uh, seem like they're going to make this turn around the corner and uh, you know start start playing to the potential that they actually uh, everybody sees that that they should have um, a lot of young guys throwing defense and it just seems like uh, the the pressure that they're getting on the quarterback was uh, a huge concern coming into the season um, and even over the last couple of weeks with Leonard Williams uh, improving on his his sack statistics statistics but also you just see the pressure that he's getting in the plays that he's making in the middle of the field now. Um, Darren Lee can't, you know, you got to take your hat, hat off to him. This, this this kid is playing phenomenal. And I think uh, Avery Williamson has a lot to do with Darren Lee's uh, progression as well. You know, you know, we have a, a stud veteran uh, linebacker like Avery Williamson come in playing alongside Darren Lee to take a little pressure off of him, just to let him go make plays, and he's doing it. Um, got another pick yesterday, and he's making plays all over the field. So it's, it's, it's a, a great sight to see. Um, May has been back the last couple of weeks, and we saw the plays that, that, that May has made, and he's uh, uh, complimenting you know, Jamal Adams perfectly. So um, hopefully these guys get back, get healthy, man, and, and these next few weeks they win a few more of these games, man, and, and you know, the brightest future for the Jets. It, yep. it, it's definitely future. Well, well 42 uh, points. 42 points. You can't complain of that. He's Rob Carpenter. I'm Mike Demerges for the Gang Green Report, week number six. Yeah.